Hello, everyone. I'm really excited for you to meet Lindsay Wogel. She is the owner and founder of Voice Magic Studio, is a professional performer and theater artist. She has been teaching private voice lessons virtually for years, realizing the power of the online teaching platform. Classically trained in voice, she has performed at Carnegie Hall, Lincoln Center, Radio City Music Hall, and Joe's Pub, as well as regionally in both musical theater and immersive theater productions. She excels in bringing a loving, playful, and exploratory approach to vocal training with children, teenagers, and adult students. She believes that when you explore your voice, you unlock parts of yourself. You can find out more about her voice lessons on Facebook at Voice Magic Vocal Studio. She's also on Instagram at Voice Magic Studio. She also has her own personal Instagram for her acting and musical theater at Lindsay Lanaya. And she's on YouTube, Lindsay Wogel. Enjoy this episode, everyone. exciting i'm so excited oh my gosh everyone welcome to another episode of playdate the podcast hey i have such a fun guest for you i'm so jazzed up i'm <laughs> jazzed up because Lindsay is here and Lindsay is an amazing actress a performer a singer um she's a larper and she's also a voice teacher and the owner and founder of voice magic studios so, and she's coming to us all the way from Queens, New York today. So hi, Lindsay, welcome. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> How are you Happy birthday, I didn't get to say, yesterday was your birthday. Aw, thank you. Happy it was birthday. my birthday. Thank you, it was a rebirth day. Every year I call it a rebirth day. So I get to have the experience of being totally reborn and actually, it happened to fall a day after Easter, which, yeah, I mean, spring in general is like that rebirth time. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm so excited because, wow, well, I'm really lucky right now to be taking voice lessons with you, which has been absolutely it's life so much changing. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. I mean, for the listeners out there, I am not a trained singer. And I love singing. I've always just enjoyed, like I used to be a preschool teacher and I would sing throughout the whole day because I realized that's how you could get kids to listen to you if you sang. That I never really had any voice lessons. So Lindsay has just been a gift, truly a gift. And I'm so curious to know, Lindsay, about your journey with singing and your voice. Did you always love to sing? Were you, when? how old were you when you started singing? Ooh, I mean, I definitely, well, my mom is a huge Broadway fan. So, you know, I have memories of being really little and listening to the cast album of like a chorus line in our car and all of us singing together. My sister also sings, like the three of us sing together sometimes. So wow. probably pretty young. I think I started taking voice lessons myself in, I think fourth grade, fourth or wow. fifth grade. So I was like 10, maybe 11. That is amazing. 
Did you, I mean, was it enjoyable for you? Was it something you wanted to do or it was more like your mom thought, you know, you, let's take voice lessons, like, or was it something you asked? Oh, no, I wanted to, for sure. My, I had a friend, I think, in middle school who was, well, first of all, I was taking piano lessons and dance lessons already. And then okay. I think so at the same school where I was taking piano lessons, there I saw there was a voice teacher and she was in this room with glass walls. So you could see it. And then wow. I had a friend who, yes, and I had a friend who was taking lessons. And then I think, I, I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't remember exactly how it happened, but then I was like, oh, I want to. That is amazing. That's so cool. It's so cool that you grew up immersed in all of this stuff, like dance and voice and wow. I mean, I feel like everyone should get to have that opportunity. I <laughs> do you, know. I mean, do you, how has, how has art, you know, and specifically like theatrical arts and acting and singing and dance, how has that contributed to you as a person, as a human being and, and your ability to just human <laughs> around? <laughs> I know, I mean, I think it's a big part of my joy. I mean, something, and I think we've talked about this, you know, in the, we're in quarantine right now. And it, you know, and everyone's saying like, oh, you discover what's really important to you. And I was like, hmm, I don't know if I've discovered. And then I was like, oh wait, yes I have, because what's been keeping me sane? Dancing, you know, like <gasps> music and dancing around and getting that energy out and probably also teaching my lessons, you know, yep. has been really amazing because, you know, I, I taught them, I start, I'm starting my business now, but I've actually been teaching my lessons virtually for a few years, which I told you. So, you know, luckily, like, they're able to keep going. And so I think, like, the mix of that plus the dancing around and getting your energy out, like, it keeps me sane. And I guess, like, that's just a big source of joy in my life. Yes. So, and yeah. You're an amazing performer. I get to see you oh. do a live performance in Long Island. So and it was so Yes. And you were the star of the show. <laughs> and you just were magnificent. Your voice is absolutely divine. And for those of you that are listening, we actually, you were on this podcast before. A you were one of the first people that I had on the podcast a long time ago. It was probably a year and a half ago, maybe something like that. But um, in that, that episode, during um, the coronavirus quarantine in the New York City area. Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now, yes. Okay, cool. How often do you, yeah, I lost you for a second. How often do you get to go out with this coronavirus situation? Oh, well, I'm really lucky because I live... Hi, hello. We're back. Yay. We're back. Yay. So no worries. I was able to save that last segment. Um, but you were sharing about going, you know, how often you go outside right now with the whole quarantine situation. Yeah, I'm so lucky in Astoria. Backyard. <gasps> oh my yes. gosh. That's amazing. I'm like, I feel really, really lucky because in New York, that's if you're living in New York City, it's pretty rare that you have a backyard. So I literally like, you know, we have a fire pit and I 
planted <sighs> some flowers and I feel so lucky. I love my backyard so much. <laughs> wow. I saw it when we had our voice lesson last week. I remember I could see it through the Skype or the yes. Zoom, whatever we were using. And I was like, oh my God, that's, that is a true blessing. It oh really my God. So you are so talented. You're not only talented as a performer, a singer, an actress, but also as a teacher. And I, I'm curious to know, you know, you said you got started teaching primarily kids, and that's mm -hmm. been going on for quite some time. And now you recently started to expand a little bit more into adults. But what, what do you love about teaching? And how did you discover your teaching style? Ooh. That's a, oh, I love that question. <laughs> I love it. So how did I start teaching? I mean, I started teaching when I was like after my first year of college. So this is back in 2010. And I worked as a drama and dance counselor at a day camp that was, you know, near my house. And I never taught before. I hadn't really had a ton of interaction with kids I was at a sleep I went to a theater sleepaway camp called Frenchwoods and um, I was a CIT there so I guess I had a little but I wasn't really teaching kids so you know I tried it and I was really lucky in that I had basically free reign to make whatever you know we did a talent show with we learned dances but I had tons of time with the kids to kind of just play and I actually don't know if we've ever talked about this because I know play is such a big thing in your life. But yeah. that was really like the first time I, you know, we play theater games and pretending. And and I feel like that's not that different from how I teach my voice lessons. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so I did that for a few years. And then I guess, you know, when I moved, I was in Philly. I transferred. I went to University of the Arts in Philly for art school you know for a musical theater degree and then when I came back I started teaching the private voice lessons because a student who I had taught in my dance school um she like reached out to my mom when she heard I was back in New York and was like can we work privately and I was like sure and I feel like that idea of play like you know when we start a lesson I have a basic idea of what we're gonna do but in reality you never know like how students even if you're teaching a classroom you never know how your students will react you just don't so right. it's the kind of thing where you just cannot it's great because you can't control it completely <laughs> you just can't so it's like you just have to surrender to going on a journey I definitely feel like every class I've ever taught everything I've done with my kids or per, like private lessons you're going on a journey with together like wow. that is definitely like my my baseline of what work of what teaching is I don't know it just feels like a journey no matter I what I'm doing that. I love that that like <laughs> you said you're going on a journey together yeah, yeah. this co-creative experience where you're meeting yes. you're meeting the student where they are and then you're bringing your toolbox and all of your gifts and talents and everything you have and then like seeing okay what would be a contribution to them and like how can we play with what's present right now which is yeah I love that I love that that you teach that way it's so it just works <laughs> <laughs> right it's I feel like it's a new paradigm of teaching in general because mm. 
um, it is all about honoring the other, right? Like, it's not like mm-hmm. oh, have this agenda, let me come in and here's what we're going to do. Did you have teachers like that growing up, you know, with voice and dance and things like that, where it was very agenda oriented and you were not really part of the equation. It was more like, let me see how I can shape you and mold you into what I need things to be like. You know, I mean, first of all, it's very funny. Once you begin to teach, you constantly think of your own teachers. And like, I find myself saying, you know, kind of saying (laughs) things they said, or like, you know, I'm always like laughing with my students and I'm like, oh my God, my teacher used to say this thing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think, well, I do think like my first voice teacher was very classical. She was very opera oriented, classical music, classically trained. So... I'm very lucky in that I got that classical training starting pretty early on. So I do think structure was a big thing. Mm -hmm. Structure. And that was really important because I feel like that kind of set me up with the technique that I have and which is the reason I can teach voice lessons. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I've kept studying, kept training, but I do feel like from very early on she taught me so much about technique and sometimes even as a performer you know with Broadway I've had to kind of like let go of the classical technique you know um and worry more about you know acting and word interpretation and things but the classical technique like I feel like that was kind of drilled into me from a very early age so Mm -hmm. I definitely do think like a certain amount of structure is important yeah but you cannot have too much like the structure has to have flexibility in it Hmm. I love that. Yeah. So structure is that foundation that holds thing. It grounds everything. And then yeah. you have a little bit of flexibility to meet the person where they are. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Oh my gosh. What are some of your, um, well, I have two questions. So your favorite moments performing like voice, um, or, or a favorite moment. And then also if you could share some favorite moments teaching over the years of, that you've had, with your students ooh. ooh, okay let me do the teaching one first I don't know yeah. why. I'm just gonna go because I'm remembering teaching yeah oh my god that's such a hard okay okay I well mm, okay <laughs> I mean first of all I mean anyone who teaches knows like it's so rewarding so much of the time <laughs> like so like I mean honestly all of the time you know I think yeah every little growth your students have like when you're on that journey with them again like you know you delight in their growth Mm. and their growth like you're growing too yes wow yeah like there's so many times that are rewarding I mean I think as far as my voice you know and then of course like seeing your kids put on a show when you're teaching little ones you know, seeing them come out of their shell. I also, you know, my first teaching job when I worked at the camp, I worked there for three years. So I got to develop like very, and it was a small camp. So I do feel like I got to develop very close relationships, you know, with these kids and, and my voice students as well. I've worked with some of them for years. So I do think there's something really beautiful about having that relationship over time and you watch them grow Um, And then I think, you know, my first two, my first students, they all went to the same uh, 
middle school in Long Island, which was near my house. And like they, you know, my first family referred me to another. And so I had a few students in the same school. So definitely like seeing them in their middle school show, like one of my girls was, he was Aladdin and like one of my girls was the genie. Um, And that was just, you know, to see them like on stage, that was just like a super proud moment, you know, proud voice (laughs) teacher moment. And again, I thought back to my voice teachers, like coming to see me and it's just this figure in your life, you know, your voice if you you know let's say singing something really important that's really important to you which I'm lucky to have a lot of students that it is like yes you know just that person the voice there's all these jokes like your voice teachers like part you know part teacher part therapist part mom like part (laughs) yes Ooh, I love that so I want to echo that like the times when I um done like I did a series of dance classes classical dance it was classical Indian dance called Bharatanatyam so it's a classical kind of environment where it was rigorous we were together two to three times a week every week and we were you know practicing for a year together and then getting ready for a show together for like six months and mm. so true when you go on a journey together with an art form whether it's voice or dance or performance whatever it is there, there's such an intimacy that gets created. You, you yeah. get the sides of yourselves together, but you also are on this shared um, intention. You know, you're going towards something mm-hmm. together, and it's such an amazing experience to have. I just think it's priceless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> deserves to have that in their life because it's so special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. It's so. True. And you create that, which is awesome. I don't know that all teachers create that, but I can tell you genuinely care about your students and you love, you love being a teacher. And so you get to create that and cultivate that kind of environment where it's like a family, not just coming here for a lesson. Like you're a family, you're learning and growing together. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And it's like your voice is like one of the most precious parts of you, you know, it's and you put it's scary, it can be vulnerable to explore. Mm-hmm. Your voice is like who you are. So it's like anytime somebody's, you know, putting that in my hands, I feel, you know, a lot of responsibility. And, you know, I want to guide them in a way that's, you know, not not scary and not, you know, not difficult. That's exciting, exploratory. Wow. Your students are so lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so what about you? Do you have moments um, or a moment or two where you've gotten to perform either when you were a kid Mm. or an adult and you, you know, there was something special about it for you or something memorable? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you saw me as Dorothy, and that's the role that I played the longest. I did that, you know, it was a production where we toured like over the tri-state area. We were in schools, we were in big theaters. Um, And I played, I did that for like seven months. Then I did it again the year after for a little while. I went back in. Wow. So that, yeah, Dorothy, you know, in The Wizard of Oz, like that was a really big part of my life and you know Dorothy is such a special character and it was very much me it's funny like I never thought of Dorothy as a dream role but Ah. now that you know looking back I'm like oh yeah that it's perfect wow did you do you find that when you get to perform a character um there are elements of that character that you learn from or that become you or maybe even bring out parts of yourself that you hadn't yet 
been able to allow to flourish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I felt like my version of Dorothy, you know, she was kind of a little, she was funny. She was kind of like quirky and she was kind of, she just had her, she was a person, you know, she had her own synchronicities. Yeah. Um, you know, she was just me, but it's a chance to be freer. It's a chance to write, express parts of yourself, um, you know, that you don't get to in everyday life. And of course she's going through all these crazy things. So she gets to be, you know, go through all these emotions daily, you know? Wow. Um, and you know that because you you know you I know you do lots of character and acting work that's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, it's so fun. It is fun to like let characters help you explore yourself. That's that's yeah, like Glenith. What's your what's your Glenith? Glenith. Yes, she's so Glenith. funny. Oh my gosh, she's a silly lady. Um, so. And I'm curious about your own, so I know and working with you doing voice, you've assigned me some vocal practices to do in between lessons, which I'm going to admit I haven't done yet. It's so fascinating, the resistance. Like, I'm just, I'm like, as a playful person, I love to just be curious about like, what is that resistance? And I think what you shared before about how your voice is you and so you're really vulnerable and I feel that I feel almost scared of my voice which is is kind of interesting and fascinating but I'm like it's okay well you'll start practicing when you start practicing but um do you have favorite practices that you love to do or that you give your students like how do you um how does that look in between sessions so when students meet with you like once or twice a week what happens in between I do and I just want to say any like I just want to say you know also anything you do to explore your voice is going to help you mm-hmm. like it's okay if you're not doing the exact warm-ups you know that like you know <laughs> the exact scales like for you especially you know for people you know for adults I'm working with for people who you know are just starting out like any exploration of the voice is great literally any weird sounds that you are making you know you're gonna learn something from that you know anyone who's like a curious student like you could literally like quack like a duck for 10 minutes (laughs) you know or no that's a long time even quacking like a duck for like one minute you'd probably learn something helpful that you could like do in a song Mm, I love that I really believe that so playing allowing yourself to play with your voice yeah and you know and I also definitely unlearned a lot of that structure that I grew up with, like you have to do scales. Like I had a great teacher named Tom Burke who I worked with virtually. Like he did online classes and that's, I had a lot of resistance at first. And then I finally gave in and was like, Oh, this is a great platform. I love my lessons virtually. Like it's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh and you know, and also he says like, you know, random, random exercise, like randomized practicing, just practicing a few times a day for like a very short amount of time. Like, there's so many different ways to mm. keep your voice in your mind. Just even thinking about it, you know, thinking about the way you're talking during the day, like all of that is valid. Wow. Oh, I love, <laughs> I love the perspective you bring. It's so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> so if people are curious about exploring their voice and also I wanted to know, you know, so obviously there's people that are serious about, 
re- like singing. They know they mm-hmm. want their career to be singing or a big part mm-hmm. of their career. And then there's people like me where it's like, okay, I just want to explore. What is my voice? I want to play with it. So what would you say to someone that's like me? That's like, you know, I've always wanted to take voice lessons, but I never got to as a kid, but I'm nervous. Like, what would you say to someone like that? I would say, first of all, there's no better time than right now, you know, of course, because I think this is something you said to me, like everyone, this, you know, everyone's kind of like reinventing themselves and, and it's like, you know, yeah, your voice, I really, I really believe this, like your voice is an expression of you. And so things that, you know, sometimes are hard for you or blocks with you, you know, in terms of singing and speaking, like those are parts, you know, of your life or parts of your personality that you can also work on opening up. Mm. So it's like, you know, if somebody has trouble also like even being loud and working with one new student and like the idea that like you're allowed to be loud you don't have to be quiet all the time <laughs> that's really powerful yes you know right like being like, seen and heard in in the world yeah. is for some people it's a big breakthrough <laughs> yeah and like sometimes we don't get a place to practice it you know if you're just working your regular job like you don't get to explore that maybe right oh my gosh I love what you say about how yes every part of your voice is a reflection of a part of your life. That's so fascinating Mm -hmm. to me. It's fascinating to me because when I think about it, I know we're playing a lot with like lower tones, but then head voice that I can like go into, but then there's this, this place in the middle that is just so um, the muscles are just not used. Like I, they feel just like, like they're like newborn babies and I'm like, yeah, exploring that together. And to me, that's so fascinating because I'm like, oh, that's just interesting. Like, okay, that middle place, which is where like I express my needs or my wants or my desires, all of that, mm-hmm. like in that area where it feels like newborn baby, weak, weak muscles, like little tiny muscles. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. For me to like go into like the spiritual realm can be very easy. Like I can go up and just be like, woo, what's happening up there? <laughs> you know, so, right. so fascinating. I love that element of your teaching style and, and what I'm learning from you about that, how different, parts of my voice live in different parts of my body that that's just like endlessly fascinating <laughs> yeah yeah right and it's like you know and different people understand their body in different ways like some people you know like yes if you've done lots of yoga like maybe we you know we understand the chakras and maybe like if not if somebody you know yes uses their voice a lot for teaching or something they're like oh yeah like when I'm singing you know my songs to little kids in this higher part of my voice it carries easier Mm -hmm. and then we can like work from there right so it's about meeting again meeting the person with who they are where they're at and what they come in with not everyone Mm -hmm. interested in yoga or spirituality but some people are just yeah they their job or whatever it is that they have going on I love that yeah Wow. This is such a, I'm just so, so fascinated by who you are and like how you do the world and how you work with voice and your vocal students. So besides um, voice, I know that you also do something called LARPing. Would yeah. you to the audience what LARPing is? Because it's so fascinating and interesting. <laughs> that is a big part of who you are. So how would you describe it? Sure. So what LARPing stands for is live action role play. And yes. And, you know, and I think especially in America, 
some people, if they've heard of it, the idea they have in their minds is kind of like Dungeons and the Dragons in the woods with foam swords, <laughs> which is one style of LARPing. Um, so, you know, a lot of people who know about it and like at least in America, you know, they know about it They're from like gaming perspective. Um, but that is not how I learned about it. I learned about it more through theater. And there's something called Nordic LARP, which is LARP that, you know, doesn't really have, it's not similar to a game. A lot of LARPs, you know, there's kind of gamey mechanics and, you know, you're trying to achieve something. Um, but it's actually just like an experience for, it could be a few minutes, a few hours, even days long, where you are playing a character and you're improving things and you're making it up it's almost like a play but you're in it wow. you know, you're experiencing it so you know there's edularp which is larps that are used for children in schools up until up the other end of the spectrum is like you know weekend long larps there's one called um inside hamlet where you go to the elsinore castle in denmark that they talk about <laughs> in hamlet and like act out those storylines Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. And so the way I was brought in is that from a theater perspective, you know, immersive theater is really something that's becoming super popular in the theater world, which is theater that is not on a typical like proscenium stage where the audience is sitting and there's like a huge stage, you know, it's immersive theater means theater that maybe is in a non-traditional setting mm -hmm. where you're like not you know, where you're like maybe near the actors and that's immersive theater. Then participatory theater is theater where you're actually, where what the audience decides changes what happens in the show. Wow. And that, yes. And that is the theater that I do that has intersections and overlapping with LARP. <gasps> oh my gosh. Holy mackerel. This yes. is so cool. <laughs> now you haven't seen my talk yet. Yes. I just gave a talk on this in some of the LARP theater I've done in New York city this past year. I did. I like gave this talk at, I, every year I go to the, you know, this, the Nordic LARP international Nordic LARP conference yes. in Scandinavia. And so it didn't happen this year, <laughs> but it happened virtually. So I made a, of the, I made my talk into a video and it's on YouTube. It <gasps> came out this weekend. We have to share the link. So send me the link and I'll absolutely okay. share it in the bio because I and I want to watch it too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Yay. so well, you know me. I'm so I'm so into immersive theater for oh my gosh. Yeah, this is this is cool. This is really it's cool. Just, it's all about play. Right. It's all about play. Right. It's like I'm into it because audiences get to like really affect what's going on in the show and that is super cool yes yeah, so it's not they're not just passively Expected. watching right just watching right. it's like they're engaging on some level that is I, that's so 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 cool I can't wait to watch your talk and just also kind of dig more into this world because <laughs> wow well you know I was I worked for an immersive it was an immersive, I don't know that they called it an immersive theater, immersive experience in New York City that was in a, a store, basically. So, um, yes, but then there's oh, those, yes, the, yes, yeah, yes. the living statue stuff that I do um, is obviously immersive. And there's times when we're really greatly interacting with the audience. Mm -hmm. um, and But I love the idea of the audience being able to change the storyline. That is so juicy. <laughs> Yeah. So like the shows I'm talking about, like the audience actually had to play characters. Wow. Uh-huh. Which is so different and and you know, not easy. 
but really cool oh my gosh you are a true soul sister (laughs) such an amazing human being wow I can't wait to share all of this so if you're listening I'm going to be sharing um your I know you have an Instagram page for your voice lessons Mm -hmm. and Facebook Facebook. and then your YouTube link of your talk and is there anything else that you would love to share with people that you're creating or into or feels exciting right now Mm, oh that's a good question Mm -hmm. that's a good question you know I don't know you know as a performer it's so hard to know like what's coming next especially right now right like what is coming next I mean it's been really cool to you know, take this leap and finally make my, you know, my voice lesson business into something. And I guess it's also, it's all just practice, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe there's probably some skills, you know, that, you know, like making my website for my business that'll help me with, you know, making my actor website. Mm -hmm. I know as a performer, like I, but I feel like also in life, like we have no idea what's coming next. We just don't know. We didn't know. We didn't know about this. We didn't know. We just have no idea sometimes. And it's so, it's so, you know. Yes. It's that so growth of just being comfortable in the unknown, which yeah. and like you said, as a performer, when you are a performer, that's, that's a big part of your life. So now you know, mm-hmm. people like you that, you know, when this happens, the coronavirus, it's like, okay, this is familiar, <laughs> like yeah. familiar with this kind of unknownness, but it's a little bit more unknown and a little bit more like a little different. But I'm curious, I'm curious to see what you create and oh, you're always up to so many fascinating, awesome, amazing <laughs> things. So yay, 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 yay. And I can't wait for our lesson next week. <laughs> I know, I know. And I am going to play with my voice. A beautiful job. You're like, you have a beautiful voice. Aw, thank you. You, you know what? It's so funny. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever seen that quote. Um, it's something like if you were to ask I don't know, someone like, oh, a shaman would ask you, if you go to a shaman and you're, say you're depressed, they would ask you, how long has it been since you've danced, done singing and like expressed yourself or something? I don't, it's some quote that I've seen floating around on Facebook, but yeah, I just feel that I feel after our lessons, I feel so connected to myself in a way that is like full my cup is full not like oh I need to go get something outside of myself to like fill this Mm. hole I just feel full and feel alive and happy to be alive and that's such a gift um such a beautiful gift (laughs) oh yes and you know we didn't talk about tension yes oh yes Yes. let's talk about that tension you know like you're so good at yeah what I would say to anyone is like take 20 minutes like you know, jump around, dance around, sing, sing something. And also like, just try and decrease the tension in your body. Like Mm -hmm. for 10 minutes, you know, roll out all your joints. You know, I love doing that stretch a little bit. Like, I also think, you know, right, my lessons, like I try to make it like spa lessons. And like, (laughs) the more, yeah, the more we can try to reduce the tension in our body, the easier we'll be able to express ourselves and live. 
Yes. And I, it's so fascinating to ha- see that happening whenever we do lessons and we start and we spend a good 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah. More, like out, so much. Yeah. Rolling out the joints and you're so thorough, but it's changing my life. Like I'm doing that now before I exercise. And it's so fascinating to see how, really? well, yeah. So before I so do, you but, uh, you've impacted me. Yeah. So it's funny because when I do do that warm up before I exercise, I actually sweat more and I get a better workout because like, really? I'm more connected to my body and my body's more open. My muscles are more open to be used. So same with the voice. It's amazing how I'll come to the lesson and be like, oh my God, I don't even know where my voice is. And then we do that warm up and we roll out our joints and stretch the neck. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there it is. Like it's there. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I am do- totally going to be making Facebook lives and Instagram lives on rolling out your joints because that is like my number one favorite thing to like open up the body. So I feel like by the time anyone's listening to this, I haven't done it yet, but like you will surely be able to find a video of some joint openers if you want to, you I know, love it's basically that. like you roll out all the joints in your body, starting with your ankles, your knees, hip socket, hips, you know, shoulders, elbows and wrists and neck, you know, just all those joints and just getting your blood flowing is like so helpful to people. Oh, I mean, it's helpful for voice because that's what you're teaching. But it's just how like you said, it's helpful for life. (laughs) I've started doing it like before I cook now. I'm like, Oh, let me rip my joints out. You know, just like, it's so so I can't wait to see those videos. Um, That's going to be a big contribution. Because I know too, when we first started doing lessons, it was at the very beginning, beginning of this coronavirus. um, Yes. And I had no idea how tense my body was. Mm-hmm. Each time we get together, it just keeps bringing that awareness into my mind of like, we're tense because yes, we're in a, a place of a lot of unknowns. And, you know, we have to wear masks and we go out and we can only go out to the store, you know, it's we're only supposed to go like once a week if we can, you know, all these like mm-hmm. all these new kind of restrictions in our outer world for me mm-hmm. a lot of restriction and tension in my body um and maybe uh, listeners out there are experiencing the same thing so I can't oh yeah that. your um your voice lesson page what is it at yeah so on Instagram it's at voice magic studio okay and Facebook also voice magic vocal studio Fun. and yeah and my website's not up yet but it will be voice magic vocal studio.com I love it oh my gosh <laughs> oh this has been absolutely delightful as always yeah. <laughs> and it's, and, right and it's good for me you know it helps me think about like right like part, right part of I guess part of why people should do singing lessons, like it helps bring awareness to your body. Mm. Yes. And it decreases stress, you know, like decreases stress, you're breathing. You that's an, oh, that's another thing. You can't sing. Like when you sing, you are breathing. (laughs) Right. And you're breathing deeply. You have to breathe deeply. You can't just like shallow, (laughs) which is what mostly I know I do a lot during the day. I'm I'm shallow breathing. And then I start to get grumpy and tired. Uh Why am I so grumpy and tired? And then I stand up and I stretch and I like move my body and I'm like, oh, I feel much better because I'm breathing. (laughs) So add voice to that and it's like, we're alive. (laughs) Have you ever heard of, um, there's this amazing choir 
shoot, I can't remember the name. My parents love them, but it's a group of um, elders, basically. And they're in Western Massachusetts and they sing, they sing a lot of like rock songs and even some pop songs, but choir kind of, they're so good. Lindsay, I'm going to have to ask my mom. Oh my gosh. You will love them. And they actually go into prisons and they perform in prisons. They're amazing. They're amazing. And some of them, you know, sometimes some of the, the member like pass away because they are very much elders, like some in their 80s. Oh, wow. Like, oh, my God. But some of them hadn't really explored singing much until they started doing this choir. And now it's just their life. It's so beautiful. Like, oh, I love that. Yes. Voice brings people together. It really does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So many. I actually didn't tell you, but um, when I was living in Providence, this is many years ago, like 10, 12 years ago. Oh, and you're composting. I was composting, yes, of the worms. And (laughs) I was, I always love going to dance studios or yoga studios and where they have the bulletin boards. And this used to be more so 10 or so years ago when before phones were so big and in the Facebook. So you would find out about anything interesting to me, anything interesting like dance classes, voice lessons, all these things like would be on the bulletin board. So I remember seeing this posting and it was a woman menya from greece who was here husband was a teacher um at brown university he's a professor and she was doing her either master's or doctorate in um voice therapy music therapy and so she was doing part of her doctorate or her master's was to create a group and so we would sing these greek folk songs together so it was so funny because i was one of two non-greek people in the group because it was all greek you know in greek like it was just but it was so much fun and i have such fond memories of those people that experience we had together because we did we learned many songs together and then we performed Ah. yeah and it was just so magical but you would love her i mean i feel like i feel like you two are soul sisters (laughs) like (laughs) i love that well i'm gonna have to connect you two actually that really reminds me because it's well, she may be involved in in LARP community, and she's probably living in. I think they're living in Greece now, maybe or somewhere in Europe. Well, you know what it is. It's just I live in Astoria now, where there's this huge Greek community. So I'm like, oh, that sounds so cool. You know, my like my I think my landlord lives in Greece most of the year, but now they're home. Um, wow. Yeah, that culture is so big here. That is so interesting. I'm absolutely connected. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait. But and you would love. I don't know if your landlord at all plays. Like the traditional folk songs are just truly magical. I mean, they're so mm. special. And yeah, I don't know. There's something really beautiful about them that I feel like you would love. So, yeah. well, first of all, my landlord tried to give me. He heard that I was playing a keyboard. He heard me during my lessons, and then he was like, "Do you want another keyboard?" And I was like. No, no, it's okay. Like, I already have one. He was trying to, like, give me his keyboard. And I was like, it's okay. We already have two here. That's Um, so funny. Well, you know, and I also, we have a baby grand piano in my apartment. (gasps) No way. We do. It's very old. Most of the keys work. It just needs, like, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of love. Um, So, and I don't know how it got here. I think somebody who lived here a long time ago, like, taught piano lessons wow how in the world did you find an apartment that has a baby grand piano in it it was it was 
complete luck. <laughs> it sounds like it found you. It knew like they- I was so lucky when I was moving. I don't know if I was like I don't I feel like I w- hadn't seen you in a while but like it was the most stressful thing. This was the only place that worked. I feel like I got sent here. I basically got sent here because it was the only wow. choice that like really worked out. That's amazing. You know? Right. And then I got my backyard, my baby grand piano. So. What else is possible? <laughs> like, how could it get better than that in a New York City I area? Know. A backyard and a baby grand piano. That's Those are two very rare. <laughs> they are. Rare I mean, look, it's a little far from the train, you know. Yes. So you give and you take. Right. But it's quiet because it's far from the train. <laughs> right. And you can now teach from home. So you don't need to. Yes. Take the train. Yes. At least right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This has been just so fun. I'm so happy all the listeners out there are getting to meet you and experience your amazing (laughs) Hello, world. (laughs) Hello, world. Meet Lindsay. She's amazing. (laughs) Um, And you have, so you have a YouTube channel too, I would imagine, because. I do. Yay. Okay, cool. You can find my YouTube channel. You can hear me sing. (gasps) You know, I have some Dorothy up in there. Um, my musical theater reel it's yes and so if you search my name which I guess would probably be in the title <laughs> you'll find me cool so we'll make sure I'll get that link too in the description Lindsay have a beautiful day it's actually sunny here in, in Jersey City I don't know about in Astoria the sun's kind of popping out so I think it is I yeah. can see it through my window enjoy this day and I'm excited to share with everyone all your links and everything so they can connect <laughs> with you and if you had one last message you want to give to listeners out there, um, what would you say to them? I would say that, you know, it's I, one big thing I believe is that, like, if you can just feel joyful, like, as many times per day as possible, do whatever you have to do to get there. So if you have to, like, you know, dance around in your underwear for <laughs> one song in the morning, like, do that, you know, sing, sing a song, sing a silly song, sing with somebody, like call them on Zoom. I don't know, you know, singing, like dancing, art. It's, you know, it's like whenever, whenever there's life and death, there's music, there's dance. It's like been in our cultures forever. So hopefully do whatever you can that makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Anything, you know, watch a funny video watch some dog videos, sing a song, <laughs> call a friend, just find your joy whatever way you can. That's what I would say. Wow, what a beautiful message. We'll leave it at that. Thank you so much, <laughs> Lindsay. Oh, thank you for having me back, Allison. You are the best. You're just the best. <laughs> you're welcome. Oh, you're the best. You're magical. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh, my- <laughs> This is so exciting. I'm so happy we get to do this again. <laughs> so everyone, this is part three of this amazing interview with Lindsay Wogal, who is an incredible musical musical theater performer. She's an actress. She does LARPing. She has performed at Carnegie Hall, Joe's Pub. Um, she's just really truly incredible and also happens to be an amazing voice teacher which we discussed in the earlier segment so we wanted to have you back on so that you could share um some of your absolutely divine music I know that you said you're working on songs right now um so what do you have going on 
Well, so what I found for you, because, you know, I went back and listened to when we recorded our my first podcast episode with you, like, you know, what, two summers ago. And I found so the song that I sang on that is a song that's like really special to me. So I found a recording of when I sang it this past year for you. So I was thinking and it's really pretty. So it's actually, you know, a Hebrew prayer and it's something that I've sung like every year. Um, you know, growing up during the high holidays at the synagogue I went to, I've done it like every year for many years now. So it's very, very special to me. So then I found the video and I was like, oh, and it's with the organ. So it's really pretty. So I was like, you know what? This is technology. Like I can play this for you and you can hear it. Ooh, um, I love it. Yeah. So it's like coming full circle because it's the same song that I sang on that first episode of the podcast. But I like this version <laughs> even more. Um, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. And is there anything we should know about the song? I mean, you said it's a prayer. So what is the intention of it? And what does it mean for you to be able to sing this and share this? So this is called Hash. And it's basically. And it's part of like, you know, prayers that happen every day. It can be something that, you know, people would say every night before you go to bed but this one happens during the high holidays during Yom Kippur okay do you mind repeating the title of it again I think that you cut out a little bit I want to make sure we know the name of it it's called Hashkivenu okay Hashkivenu yeah and it's you know asking for protection um you know it's really before you go to bed and it's just asking you know it's asking God and asking you know that we're all kept safe um, beautiful <laughs> so and like you tell listeners who don't happen to know what time of the year is Yom Kippur and what's the meaning behind Yom, Yom Kippur as a holiday and so Yom Kippur is part of it's part of the high holidays it's part of the Jewish new year it's kind of like the closing of it Rosh Hashanah is like the start of the new year celebration and then between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur you kind of repent you know, for anything you may have done in the previous year. And that's kind of when like, you know, your your like your um your fate for the year kind of gets sealed. So it's really holy and there's and you're just kind of praying and re- you know, repenting for anything you've done. And so this this version, this music, this tune, melody of the prayer happens only during thy holidays, but the song like Hashki Venu also comes up like on Friday nights for Shabbat, which I also like to sing other versions of this song. Um, I also yeah, like I sing a few different versions of this prayer. It's so special to me. So wow. <laughs> and what time of the year um does Yom Kippur happen? Oh, it's fall. It's always in the fall. Beautiful. I'm so excited. And Yay! I feel like it's very perfect timing actually for this to go out. Yeah. Um really like it's a song of protection and yeah, I, I love that. So yes, let's okay. hear it. Yes. Oh, and some you'll hear a little bit of it. Um the cantor Ofer Barnoy, my cantor from my synagogue temple Bethlehem in Roslyn, um, New York. Beautiful. He, he comes in a little bit. So it's really pretty. Okay. You can tell me how your volume is, but I think it should be good. Here we go. Thank you. 
extraordinary voice you have oh my oh, god thank you. I, I feel badly because I feel like this is not obviously doing it justice because we're playing it through several you know it's had several recordings do you have this up on your YouTube channel is this something that people can find on, on your YouTube I will put it up and it'll be there probably by the time this airs that's a great idea Perfect. Yes. So for those of you that are listening, you know, I want to personally say this is not a great recording. Obviously, (laughs) we wanted to somehow give you access to it. So then you can go and visit Lindsay's YouTube and really get to experience the fullness of it. And of course, when you're on Broadway, (laughs) we can all go get tickets and see you live because your voice is absolutely divine and so special. So special. Oh, thank you, Allison. (laughs) This is amazing. So do you have anything you want to leave our listeners with? Um, I know you are, you are a working actress. You're working in, you know, you've worked in musical theater as an actress, as a singer. Um, Is there any encouragement or inspiration you'd want to give to listeners out there who maybe have the same path or the same dream or even just like happen to really love Broadway and want to support your your dream of being on Broadway? Um, yes. I mean, I think, you know, you have to follow your dreams, especially, you know, knowing right now with everything is so uncertain, you just have to follow what gives you joy and like, you know, try to figure out what you're meant to do. That's I feel like that's what we're all trying to do. Um and you know anything like any passion you have that helps bring people joy there's definitely nothing that's bad about that it'll never be a bad thing to you know pursue a passion that helps people gives people joy and it can look like so many different things in your life you know you can sing Mm -hmm. you can be a performer you can sing on the side you know it's so worth it to pursue art and you know help your children pursue art 
I'm a big, big fan of art in general because it brings us together and it helps us heal. So <laughs> yay art. <laughs> wow. That is beautiful and, and inspiring. So if you're listening, go engage in your artisticness, your creativity, do something that brings you personally joy. And Lindsay, thank you so much for your time. I know how busy you are. Yeah, it's my and pleasure. I'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>